Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I am the Clydesdale. She is Amy Radowski, and we have our special friend uh, and multiple time <laughs> visitor to the show, Carolyn Prevo. And we joke around, Carolyn, that I think now you've logged more minutes on the show than our co-host, Charlie. That's accurate. <laughs> that's good that's good i mean not for me not for not for charlie <laughs> well first things first um i did this isn't even in my notes but you leaned back and i yeah. saw you're wearing a tear shirt. shirt oh yes t-shirt is that something new uh since basically before the games i think a lot of okay. us were um in contact with um tier there so i've just continued um wearing their stuff and their shoes and everything like that so okay like i'll be wearing I, it also I, at Rogue invitational <laughs> there you go i have not had a chance to try the shoes how are they they're great they're very easy to break in um i've worn reebok my entire career love reebok i have nothing bad to say about reebok um, they're like, they're wide like Reebok. So that I like, um, I think the Reebok ones went a little bit higher on the, like Achilles than the, um, the trainers for, um, tier. Um, but very, very easy to break in. Um, like I had, like, it, it's pretty like hard in terms of like, like lifting. Like, I feel like it's solid. The lifters are wide, which is nice. I can actually like feel my foot, like really stretching in the shoe. The heel is lower than the Reebok ones I've worn before, um, but super stable. Um, the runners were super comfortable. Like my feet normally overheat when I do like running, especially like long distance and stuff like that. And I felt like I, they were good temperature um, when I was running and there's some good um, support. So no, really all three shoes, like especially for their first prototype too. Like I was mm -hmm. really surprised to see how good um, all three of the shoes were. Cause I, I wasn't sure. Like I was like, Oh, I was very like nervous about um, switching over to them prior to the games because I had worn Reebok my entire career and I love Reebok. Um, but I thought that the shoes were very easy to break in and um, yeah, I've been wearing them ever since and like them. I like yeah, to hear been... that. Oh, go ahead, Scott. I can't comment no, on, just on saying... Nike or anything else. I have, I've only worn Reebok, like every edition of Reebok. I have them. <laughs> yeah, I can I uh I can comment on Nike. They're way too narrow. But other than that, I I'm, I'm a Reebok guy. That's what I've worn since I started in 2011. Um up until the the 10 or the X. Yep. Like up to the 9, I loved it and then they went too high up on the Achilles and it yeah. just it, uh, they lost me. I like the 12 uh, the X2s better than the X1s. The X the X twos I felt were very good shoes. Um, there was a few changes in that one. I really liked the nines, if I remember. The ones that we got at the games in 2019 were were good. Um, yeah, like I've I've worn Reebok my whole life, and like they're great. They're comfortable. Um, I I would get blisters at the top when they when I did notice the difference on the Achilles when I first started wearing like the. Um, was it the tens that, that they got higher? Elevens, the tens, yeah, the tens, the tens. Yeah. yeah. So like, I would get blisters. I just have like very like dry skin in general, so I definitely feel like friction when that happens. Um, but I got, I would get you. I got used to it after a, like maybe a week or two breaking them in. I felt that the tier ones were easier to break in. Like I didn't um, like blister up like I did with the change with the higher Achilles. But once I was used to that shoe, like the X2s were super easy for me to break into. Maybe that's why I felt okay. like I liked the X2s better than the X1s, maybe because I was already accustomed mm -hmm. to that feel. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we have a lot of good good options in the world of CrossFit. 
So basically what I did is I went back and every time the nines went on sale, I bought as many as I could. So I have a stock of them. Yeah. I really like um, those. Ones. And what I want to do is I want to try either the tears or maybe another shoe uh, to see if maybe that's a good substitute. But um, so maybe I'll try the tears that you, that's a good endorsement from you. Yeah. They come out in, in November. You can pre-order still right now. And then, um, I think you can start getting them in November. They'll be at Rogue, so yeah. Okay. Did you have a question, Amy? I'm sorry. I just was going to say I'm excited to hear that um, they have a wider base on the lifter because you know so that you can really you know spread your toes out pretty well. So you have that. Yeah, wide you base. can really feel like when you catch, let's say, like a snatch or something, you can definitely feel your foot kind of spreading. Uh, and like my foot's like pretty wide, especially like for a female foot. Like I have wide foot and uh, mm. it's just comfortable. Yeah. Nice. The, narrow, yeah. the narrow feminine foot. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, stuck in, I wasn't stuck in heels my whole life and just like yeah. squished. Yeah. <laughs> I actually found if I can get my toes to spread, like get really loose socks, like my back pain goes down. Interesting. I mean, a good pair of shoes, I feel like, helps Yeah, just support in general. Totally. So now enough about the shoe world. Um, we had you on during the games, um, and it was so awesome of you to jump on with us. But we were about midway through. We were still in the what you called the Carrie Pierce games. Yep. Mm -hmm. That that changed dramatically on the weekend. Um. So just overall, like how was this year's experience at the games? I thought it was a really good experience um, for the athletes. I think that I was very stressed the last two years that I had been at the games. I had, uh, I mean, just the, the cut system was just hard for the athletes. Like, like I don't consider myself like a shoe in top 10. So like I'm looking at the cuts when they announced that and like, okay, like where can I make my move? And like in 2019, uh, they were cutting after every single workout. So like you couldn't enjoy a single event and be like, oh, this is nice. I'm at the CrossFit yeah. Games. Like, no, like you're, you know, every event you had to perform and every event it was worth more and more points as the field was coming down. In 2020, well, that went online. So like mm -hmm. that one, I had a spot at the Games and then lost it. Once they got rid of all the national champions and stuff, I lost my open spot. In 2021, they cut the top 20 and they, we only got to go until Saturday morning, like one event on Saturday. So we didn't feel, like, I felt like I, I still haven't gone like that full games experience of like the full weekend. So to get to the finish line and finish on the Sunday was just like a big win for me um, just to complete the weekend. So like, I felt like I had like a much better experience. And even for the ones that got cut, um, I was happy that they were at least able to go at least till Saturday night. Cause I know what it's like to get cut mm -hmm. and it sucks. Like you don't go to the games wanting to get cut or thinking that you're going to get cut, but it does happen. Um, and I was happy that they at least pushed it to 30 athletes and they got to do to Saturday night and got to experience more events than in the past before the cuts. Yeah. I mean, you have to work so hard to get there. And so you just, you just want to see it through for as much as you can and take in as much experience. Yeah. And in terms of the programming, like, I like the workouts. I thought that there are some unique aspects to it. Like I've been uh, implementing a lot, like in my training, like Lex and I have been doing a lot more like gymnastics skill, basic work. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it exposed some of my weaknesses. Like I think there's like three workouts that I finished almost dead last in with shoulder to overhead um, it's mostly mobility, strength issues, shoulder overhead. So like the heavy jerk after the run, the echo press, the handstand push up press, and then the double kettlebell, like the clean is fine. It's getting it like so in this out. position when it's heavy. Like I feel like, ugh. like <laughs> I feel like I get like a U and everyone else has like this, like hyper extended elbows, nice and locked out and I'm like struggle to get into that position. So I, I definitely get exposed when it's a, a heavy load overhead. And those three workouts were strictly determined on your mobility overhead and strength. So I didn't do very well on those, but on all the other ones I was pretty happy with. So I thought it, it was fine. Well, 
well, you're the perfect substitute for Charlie on the show because mm-hmm. he has that you as well. Yes. His his shoulder mobility is god awful. So there you go. I'm working on you it. You can fill in for him anytime. We're not saying yours is god awful. We're not. Yeah, what are you saying, Scott? Yeah, that was that was a burn on on Carolyn. We're not saying Look, that. I think like being in this yeah. position, my like basically my whole life, like in hockey. Yeah. Like you're just hunched over like this and like skating. So like. I find a lot of the hockey players, like we never worked on overhead mobility. Like we never worked on any snatching. It was deadlift, front squats, back squats, jumping, uh, some bench press or like champs, but you're not really doing anything yeah. above like that. I feel like it's getting better. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's definitely a struggle, but I just kind of try to work around it. So the programming was very different this year and there were a lot of new elements. Um, what did that help you learn about yourself other than something you already kind of knew that overhead mobility was an issue? Um, cause you begged on our show that, um, that we do deadlifts instead of overhead for the lifts and things like that. But what did you learn about yourself this year? Um, I mean, I feel like you just like, you, you learn to just adapt to the test. Like you didn't, like, I used to work on a lot of those gymnastics things that got implemented when I first joined CrossFit. Um, when I first did my like pegboard, I didn't use my feet against the wall. I have videos of me doing pegboards in 2014, 15, when I first started and I wasn't putting the feet on the wall. I wasn't going all the way up. I was only practicing like halfway or maybe two pegs, um, but, and then even like the, the, the dips, like I used to do box dips and stuff like that. Um, I would do some pirouette stuff with the handstands and I used to do pair, pair holds, handstands and L sits. And I got away from that. So I think that I just learned that my body still remembers some of the things that I did many, many years ago. And even in my gymnastics days, when I was very, very young, I have some gymnastics background. So I think that my body was able to adapt better than I thought. Um, but moving forward, I think that I'll be going back to more basic strict work. Um, and you're just never, I mean, I was super excited about the single unders guys. Yeah. I just have no idea. I have been waiting. You look like a boxer. I've been waiting for single unders in a competition for years (laughs) for anyone that knows my (laughs) struggle with double unders. I was like, Oh my God, this is it. We get yeah. single unders, really? <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just think that everyone could learn to go back to the basics and because um, we keep wanting to skip steps. So I think that um, Adrian kind of brought us all back to the basics of CrossFit and gymnastics. I think that was the highlight for me this year is when I first started CrossFit in 2011, our box was so tiny that any chance we had to get outside, like we took the barbells out in the parking lot. We Mm -hmm. took the sleds out there. We, and we did a lot of farmers carries and a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff where you moved all the equipment outside, did Mm -hmm. your thing and then had to move it all back inside. Um, And I think that's, that was his message to the CrossFit world at large. Get outside the box, have fun again. Yeah. Like even in just like programming, like lately, I just feel like, so like Alexis and I like program for like ourselves a lot. Like we do like uh, raw uh, endurance from um, Carson, Rob Carson, who does all of our uh, conditioning work and then Cal strength for the Olympic lifts. Like Lex will put some of those together and and everything. And then uh, we like, we kind of bounce ideas off each other for like our med cons and accessory work and everything. And it's just been nice to get, more creative and thinking outside the box, like you said, in terms of programming and um, just having fun again in training. Like, I feel like we were doing great things, but you know, there's just, there's so much more that you can do in terms of fitness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a, I had a ball watch I, for, as a spectator, it was so much fun to watch. So just a couple things from the games before we kind of move on. And one is, I love that they didn't cut until after Saturday night because everybody got to experience what the Coliseum is like yes. when it's rocking. Yeah. 
Yeah, and like and it was, it was loud. so cool. Like, um, I mean, obviously, you want to still be in the event and not watching and being a spectator watching your competitors. Uh, but like that sandbag event was really, really cool. Like we had no idea what we were going to be able to do. Like I remember when Boz uh, announced the weights, I was like, who tested these workouts? Like there is no way I'm lifting even 200 pounds. Like there's no way I'm like, which females and male tested these workouts? There's no way. Cause I had the most I'd ever done was 150. Yeah. Like I remember looking at the 200 and the 250 at my gym and being like, yeah, okay. Like I'm not picking that up. And um, I've never even attempted them. And then you're like in the back trying to figure out the technique and everything to do them. Like in hindsight, I didn't use a good technique for it. Uh, I did it this, the way that the strongman guy showed us, like the, you had the bag, uh, but I mean, basically the way that Madero's did it. Uh, but I, my hands weren't, I feel maybe cause like I'm a smaller athlete. I wasn't able to kind of get that rotation very well, like in terms of flipping it to the right. So I just basically tried to clean it to my shoulder and it was either to my shoulder or it was a miss. Like I didn't struggle with the sandbag at all. Like some of the girls like were fighting it and shifting it up or had it vertical. Yeah, like inch. Like, my technique sucked for it. And I just hit a wall and then it was like, oh, I didn't get it to the shoulder. I tried it again. Nope, nope. And it was like done. And like when you when you go back and you look at some of the other ones and how hard it was on their central nervous system, I was like, oh, I didn't feel that at all. Like I did not do the same event <laughs> as they did. Um, but I, it was so neat to watch. And you watch like Jacqueline versus Danny Spiegel. And it was yeah. like just so cool to see two different bodies able to do like those max loads like that. Um, just really cool to see some of the athletes that adapted very, very well. Uh, I just wasn't willing to switch my sandbag to the other way at, because I didn't practice it in the warm up. So I was like, oh, that's not what I practice. So I'm just going to keep going with what I did. But yeah, the Saturday night, the fans were so loud. I still remember the last event on the rower. Like you get like that minute countdown. I just remember like looking at like across, yeah. like at all the fans as like the lights were like on the spectators. And I was like, almost like emotional, like about to like cry. I was like, come on, like keep it together. Like <laughs> I was like, this is just so cool. Like you're out here on the floor rowing. There's thousands of people cheering. I'm like, this is cool. Cause like, you just don't know like how often you're going to get that chance again. Sure. Like it's harder and harder every year. You're getting older and older. Like it depends on the workouts for like for most of the people. Like it depends on the workouts at semifinals to qualify you there and stuff. So you know, you just I just kind of took it in on that last event and just like was looking around before the event started. So that was neat. So I don't I don't know if you can see the comments, Carolyn, but our good friend uh, Logan Ewing yeah. <laughs> is still waiting for his math and science lessons. Yeah, him and Annika are on it. Yeah. <laughs> So I actually, we're going to go off path here, but we had Annika on yeah. and she said that you and Alexis actually saved her in the road qualifier because I, I listened she to that signed one. up for the men's Yeah. We're like, dude, you're in the men's division. Can you like figure <laughs> out, we're like, can you figure out a qualifier already? Like you just went over this. I'm like, come on now. Can you just message them and switch over the woman's side? <laughs> oh no. Oh gosh. We're like, damn. But like, well, thank I, you I, so like, much for looking out for her. And like, I messaged her and I was like, hey, like, Rogue is super strict on their videos. I've had it done to me on a Rogue challenge before. I, like, I do every one of the Rogue challenges. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was one last year where I would have won 2,500 and I lost because my scale didn't work. And I was using all Rogue plates. And I was like, I've tried filming. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, it's just not working. Like, you can literally see me 10 minutes on the video figuring out the scale that just wasn't like no numbers were popping up. And I'm like, well, okay, well I'm using rogue this rogue this. So I figured I was good. And it was like, Nope. It was like, <laughs> so I told Annika and I was like, make sure you're on film the whole time. You're filming the weights. Don't leave frame. Don't leave the weights from frame from the frame. I was like, you got to follow the rules. I was like, rogue does not mess around with the online stuff. So I was happy that, uh, well, I mean, I'm sure she would have read. I'm sure she would have read the rules anyways with her coach. Yeah. And uh, but it was like, yeah. She needs to hire somebody to <laughs> enter all of her information <laughs> because she seems to do okay with the workout part of it. It's the entering it into the system part 
that she needs help with. And then she should hire somebody to monitor that person. <laughs> Just for double check, you know. Yep. So I I you made the final cut, which was awesome because you you got to do the workout hat trick. If anybody should be doing hat trick, it should be Carolyn. I know when the name came out, I was like, oh, this is this is cool. Like a little hockey. Little and hockey in game. Wisconsin. I mean, yeah, yeah. And in Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, no, my legs were dead for that event. Um, yeah. I, I, like on paper, I thought that was going to, I mean, I did okay. Like I did okay for that event. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was cool. I mean, I was beside uh, Ellie Turner, who was freaking flying <laughs> on her thrusters or on her wobbles. Um, but yeah, that was a cool event. Just different. Like it was, I was in the same lane as Tia. I just was like waiting and then Tia would just like high five me, go on. I was like, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this year you're, you're pretty much one of the vets now, right? You've been around a few years and I noticed when we were there watching you talk with athletes either on the floor or coming off the floor. Did you feel like there was a responsibility to talk to some of the younger athletes uh, while you were there or were you just having fun? Um, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, you're, you're there to compete and like, we're all going through the same stuff. Like there's definitely friends that you like are closer to when you compete. Um, but I, I, I met like, let's say like Freya at uh, the semifinals and um she was super sweet and I, I was trying to talk to her a lot and just teach her some of the things that I learned throughout the years like in terms of like hydration um and just being out in the sun a lot because that's something that I struggle with when I compete outdoors is the heat um and it like hit me in 2019 uh when I got rhabdo and 2021 last year at the games I was dehydrated as well so it was something I was trying to fix this year uh, so I talked to her about that stuff and just some of the experience that I've had. Um, and then some of the other ones that you just know from different competitions, like you're just more comfortable with. Um, but definitely as a rookie, like you're always a little bit shy to talk to anyone, but yeah, I mean, I'll talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked to two kind kinds of athletes that they say backstage, either you're in one of two groups, especially on the women's side, that is either you are having a good time and joking around because you need that to kind of breathe between events. And then there's another group that sits and they're very focused and in their own kind of head about what's coming up. Which group do you fall into? I don't know. I'm coming in like in the middle, I guess. Like I don't really have any, like anything that like throws me off too, too much. If like, I don't even think I even brought headphones for music or anything like that. Like I wasn't, that, um, I guess, focus in terms of like getting everything out of like, that's like away from me. Um, I'd say both. Like, I don't mind if someone wants to have a conversation, like I just have a conversation. It doesn't really affect me. Um, mostly like when you get to the corral part, I think that's when you're like a little bit more like tense and serious. Uh, mm -hmm. but even then, like, again, if, if someone wants to have a conversation, like I'm always down to talk. <laughs> and then when it's the, when the wad starts, then you know obviously yeah. Don't talk to me when we're working then out. then we're good to go. But um, other than that, like I don't know. I just think playing a lot of team sports. Like growing up, you're just always chatting with people um, before games, during games, and stuff. So that's nothing new. How long after the games did you have until school started? Um. So the games ended early August. And I think school started September six, okay. but I had to be back for a PD day for a few PD days um, prior. So like August 31st, I think. Okay. Was, so you had some time that you had about a month. Yeah. You had some summer left. Okay. Yeah. Good. What, what does training look like in that, in that month? Well, originally I would have taken more time off. Uh, I would have taken about like two to three weeks off. Um, I mean, Alexis wants me to get back into training with her. So, um, so I, I took a little bit less time so that we could just train together because we have fun training together. Um, but I, I honestly, I was going to prepare for the rogue, uh, online qualifier. So that was like, that was my number one thing was, okay, I want, what's the next thing that I want to do next year. It's the rogue invitational. 
So I knew that the Rogue was the end of August. So I didn't really take much of an off season. I took one week off um, and then got prepared to do the Rogue um, the Rogue online qualifier. And then I had signed up like literally as soon as the um, the Rogue qualifier, like you could register. I was I registered. And then literally, I think it was like the day before it started, um, I got an, uh, an email invite. So uh, after, after that, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I don't need to do the workouts. Okay. And I was like, so then I didn't end up doing it. But um, yeah, I mean, I just do everything of Rogue. Like, I think that's where they like would know me a little bit more from because I do all of their challenges. They just came out <laughs> with one today, the thousand pound challenge. Um, so I just do them all. I like Rogue. <laughs> well, it's right thousand here. Thousand pound challenge. Yeah. So they're doing it. They're doing a challenge uh, up until December. They to try to lift for males a thousand pounds, females it's seven fifty, and you have to do a one rep max bench one rep max deadlift and back squat or back squat first, then deadlift. You have an hour to do your one rep of each and then you get a t-shirt. But yeah. Dang it. If I was healthy. Oh, if I was healthy, I could get that. So it's just like a little challenge that they threw out. Um, Yeah. Like last year at the rogue, I did the rogue uh, reps or deadlift reps. I don't know if they're doing that again um there but i figured that that was possibly one of the reasons that i was getting an invite was probably because they want me to do both there <laughs> um but we'll see well you've won that you and austin win that pretty much anytime they hold it <laughs> and then you also the in 2020 you finished like sixth right yep yeah, that was the online version. So they sent a judge. They sent us gear. Some of the gear that I have here is from um, the Rogue Invitational in 2020. Uh, yeah, that one was great. Like it was online. The workouts were really good, except for the double under workout for me. Like everything else was like up my alley for for workouts. I did really well that year. I was happy with that. That was that was probably one yeah. of the best executed uh, weekends I've ever had in terms of like my execution on workouts like everything yeah, was i think that was the really last high-end competition i judged that was fun because i i was saxon's judge did you get a gopro and everything i did <laughs> yeah it was awesome um it was it was so cool just to get to hang out with the athlete for the weekend though and kind of see what goes into a competition and the preparation and see how like leaderboarding happens in this online thing. And it was dead silence in the gym too. Like you, you weren't allowed to have a single like person cheering for you. You couldn't have someone doing the workouts beside you. Like I didn't have like anyone in the gym besides uh, my judge that I had just met that weekend. He was great. And then uh, my, um, the owner of our gym, Paul McIntyre, uh, he was there, a girl, Ashley. I think that was it. Like we're three. Oh, Lucas Parker was there to film. Um, but there were, I think we we're four that like, and it was quiet. You could hear me breathing. I was trying to get them to put like music on like super, like, you know, just a little bit. So wait, let's revisit this. How do you stay serious when Lucas Parker is in there? Uh, he is funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he used to go to our gym. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so he was doing some videos that weekend, but no, it was just cool experience. You didn't know like if your score was going to be good enough, like you would finish. And then like someone else was watching like the live leaderboard on their phone and they'd be like, Oh, you finished this in this heat. And then you wait for the next heat. Um, it was really cool how they did that. And I think like a lot of other competitions started doing the like multi-screen athletes um, after that. It'd be cool to see more broadcasting that that style, like at the games, like where you could see yes, like multiple athletes at once on the field and then the full, like, I think they're still trying to figure out the broadcasting um, of our sport, but I think Rogue did it amazing in 2020. I, as a spectator, that was amazing because first of all, it was something like, we're like, yes, we get to watch competition, you know, as a spectator. But I thought, I was like, if anybody can do it, it's Rogue. Literally, like yeah. they're the best. Did you guys see what Bill Henniger 
posted on his Instagram, like literally right before I think we got on here. No, not yet. What is a rogue? Hold on, let me. I don't know if you guys could see this. Oh, like a rope. So I think I can share my screen and pull it up. (laughs) There's a sled. Henniger's account. Yeah, there's a sled that goes up. So I I don't know if we're like pulling a rope or something. Like they just create like anything. Like they had the hill last year when he first put a picture. I thought it was going to be just like a, a a continuous hill. Like there was just going to be some sort of like, you're, you know, like, yeah, right. Going uphill and Jacob's ladder kind of hill kind of thing. Yeah. Like I was thinking maybe something like that. Uh, I was like, Oh, they didn't like their hill last year. It wasn't good enough. So they're just going to have us go continuous or something, but yeah, it's um, some sort of like rope pulling. And then you can see the sled and it makes like a cool noise like that. Like, yeah roller coaster rogue coaster that's cool okay i can i can share let's see it it's like his latest one like they just create everything like their their creativity is unreal yeah like what is oh my gosh can you put the volume on too you can hear the like um wait for the slide Oh my god. It's wow. They're pulling it down there. Yeah, you can see it, yeah. Nick from Wad Zombie says it looks insane and it does. Oh my gosh. Yes, it's a roller coaster. Like, how cool does that look? Yeah. That looks like it dumps. Yeah. yeah it's sandbags a, or something. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. Sandbags. You got to yes. grab the sandbag, do something. It's totally sandbags on here's, there. Here's a view from the bottom. Okay. Yeah. Wow. From the side. Just so cool. He wrote the, the dimensions in one of the comments in there, too. Hmm. <laughs> Wow. And the comments from like Boz and Noah Olson and like everybody's watching this. Oh yeah. You have as an athlete, you gotta be watching, you gotta like pay attention to some of that stuff. Like see what see what's getting programmed out there. Yeah, that looks like my kind of jam. <laughs> Let's go. Um Nick, let me just so, say what Nick says. If you buy a VIP ticket, you get to ride in it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, it's $100 a ticket, and that goes to the prize, the Bitcoin prize purse. <laughs> so you were there last year. They are in, it's insane. And um, I got, to, I was a volunteer on the media team last year for rogue cause I was just trying to learn how they do stuff. So I got to sit in the third base dugout like the whole weekend. And it was so cool seeing that up close. You say you do everything rogue. They treat their athletes so well. Is that why you're going, you're getting the travel stipend, you're getting a, a place to stay. They're going to treat you. You know how it is. They're going to treat you awesome. It's, it's the number one comp that, I mean, outside of the CrossFit Games, that even then, like, Rogue just does it so well. Um, everything they do is, is like, first class, the way they treat us, the way that, like, the athlete experience is great. Fan experience is always good. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, you got there, like, you, you just walked around all the swag stuff. You had all the... Um, cowboy stuff um which has been just in my closet the whole time but if i ever need it for some sort of like a concert or something i have boots and a hat and a belt and all that fancy stuff um yeah who else was there yeti was there go rock um a few other things were there it was great the swag the swag was almost games-esque yeah like not not in terms of like the clothes, but just like in terms of like what we get. And then we also got like a rogue gift card. Like it's just yeah, it's rogue is rogue is awesome. Like I like I said, I do all our challenges. Um, it's also neat to do some of the challenges because you get to compete against 
like athletes that you don't normally compete against. Like I'll compete against some people that do like strongman stuff and um, powerlifting. And yeah, I just think it's nice to um, do different challenges and put yourself outside the box. Like I don't really care to um, like lose a challenge or anything like that. Like I don't take it <laughs> personally. I just, you know, challenges up. I try to do my best. I might try to redo it and then post it. Like, well, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Not, I'm surprised not more athletes do them, but I mean, maybe they don't want it to get in the way of their training, um, which I can understand. But most of them are aren't too bad, except for that fifty well, count um, for time was more fun. Yeah, I've I've thought about doing that as I'm getting healthier, like what that would be like, and I probably will at some point, just to see. But yeah. Because yeah, cool. most of my rehab has been on a bike, and I think I'm getting stronger and stronger there. So that'd be fun to see. But congratulations yeah, so far too on your on your journey, Alexis and I watch all your um, your recap stuff with Cheryl. So well, thank you. We're, um, we're I appreciate that so much. And it's just awesome that I'm pain free. That's the key. My back is so good right now. Um, this year we got so I go to Christie's gym. They programmed like a games workout a day for a week and a half. So we got to do a lot of the games workouts. Um, and that was fun. That's the first time I'd ever done that. That's cool. Yeah. When I was in Sarangip in my hometown, uh, they did kind of a version of the Capitol on, it was a partner workout and I worked out uh, with my sister. <laughs> she just started CrossFit, my twin sister. Um, and, uh, it was not fun. I just was like, Oh my God, <laughs> why am I carrying this 150 again? <laughs> yeah. So gosh, there's so much I want to ask you. Okay. So you did it with your twin sister. Did they, did you have a who, who's a fell stone? To uh, carry, so the, the one I did that one, that one, I went with a guy, but I was doing some classes with my sister also. Okay. But it but wasn't, it was just again. a regular, it was a regular sandbag. Which I think okay. is harder for a carry because like the length is just, or like the width or whatever is just like harder to grab and, and walk. Uh, I actually kind of like the Husafel for like the carries because you can kind of put your arms at a good position and hold on more. Um, but yeah, that was hard up the steps. But the State Street was yeah. so cool. This like going across like going down State Street up the Capitol was unreal. And like just yeah, running, I, running around the city was so cool for me because I went to school there. So I used to take that route all the time and would rollerblade um, and watch this, like, the, like uh, the terrace. And so that's all roads I would do. I'd be like, okay, here we go. We're turning up Hamilton right now. Okay, here we come this way. Like even before, like they even mapped it out. Like I kind of had an idea of where everything was and yeah. And state street was wild. So loud. Yeah. And it was a beautiful run too, like along the lake and all of that stuff. Um, my social media person was at the Capitol. So I was in a car, I was going like back and forth between the venue and downtown trying to get all my people to the right places. Um, but I got to be down there for the end and it was, the crowd was insane. Yeah. It was amazing. So I just can't believe you did it again in a class workout, but that's, it's cool. I mean, we didn't do like the tire flip, but it was, it was like, they almost like a version of it. Like it was like running carries like over the shoulder, which is kind of like the pain. Like it was like a version. It just reminded me because it was the same kind of distance and stuff. Yeah. So now rogue, do you have any like goals for rogue or is it because they're so unique and do so many different things you can't even predict? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, like, uh, I mean, one year I finished six, one year I finished towards the back. Like, I mean, I've done it a few times now. Um, it depends on the workouts. Like I have some workouts that can be wheelhouse workouts. And if I can get one or two, when there's like seven programmed events, you normally can, can make up quite a bit of points, uh, on that. Uh, I just want to try to do the best I can on each event. And then, I mean, everyone's good there. Like there's no, 
there's no one that's <laughs> there's no one that's not uh, a games no. level caliber athlete that's there. So, I mean, there's no shame in losing to any of those athletes. Obviously you want to beat them all. Um, whatever will get programmed, just try to do the best that I can. And from there, see where that falls. Well, and the cool part is that everybody gets prize money all the way to 20th and they give out event prize money for both the challenges and the events in the competition. So there's a lot of chance for someone who's trying to support themselves to do well um, at this event. Um, does that, I, this, that's a dumb question. I was going to say, does that make it the pinnacle of all the off season events, but really it's everything they do. Yeah. I mean, to me, after the games, this is the top event. Like there's no question. Like this is, this is the top event that you want to be at as an athlete. Um, yeah, like it's it's the one I it's the one I had penciled like on my calendar. Like I like that's why I literally didn't even take my off season because I was like, okay, I'm gonna continue uh, and try to ride out my fitness so that I could do the qualifiers and stuff like that. Like this, like I was determined even with the qualifiers when they were announced. I was like, okay, like I, I mean, I could do them, but um, like I didn't. But yeah, was, that's that was the goal was do rogue. However, like how I would have redone the workouts as many times as I felt I needed to, to try to qualify. Like, um, I love doing like the rogue invitation on all of their stuff. When, when I volunteered last year, we, I was on the documentary crew. Katie came into our room and said, you guys killed it this weekend. You have 20 minutes in the rogue shop at the vendor village to spend 250 bucks. Like that's how cool they are. That never happens as a volunteer. Yeah. It's, it's just good. Like you just know the, the judges are good there. The equipment's good. Like there's no problems with anything. Like you're just, you're there competing. You're not worrying about the, the, the cost of the competition. Like everything's covered. Like everything's covered. Everyone's going to come out with some, like with money because like, the flight isn't going to cost with the hotel. I mean, the hotel's paid for. So really for the minimum that you're making, like the food and the car rental and the flight, like you're getting that paid for with what you're going to be making. So um, like you're often, like if you're not a sponsored athlete, like someone like me, who's mostly out of pocket for every single competition, like unless I win money, I'm often negative or like just trying to, um, basically break even with some of the prize money. But like when you go to something like this, like you can, you know, that you're can just compete. And that's like, takes a, takes a burden off of you. Cause it, it adds up. Like all the competition adds up. Like for me, I don't go to a lot of competitions anymore. Like out of, like out of season one, because I work full time. So I can't just take a week and go to Dubai. Like I did it once before in my career and that was it. Like going anything outside of North America, is super hard for me because then it's too many days off and I can't really do that to my students. Um, and then two, it's expensive. <laughs> like, yeah. so. And you get the best judges, you get the best because they treat them as what, as good as they do the athletes. Yep. So then you get the top tier coming in and then you get the best results. Yep. So, I wish I was going this year. I'm so bummed. I'm not going. But as you said, like we started our own company. We have to be a little more frugal with our money this year. And, um, and they have their own media company. Yep. So there's really no place for us down there this year, but it is killing me inside to know I'm not going uh, because I think it's just the best ever. It is. Um, this is your third year in a row you definitely have said over and over again, how special it is. But what, what I want to ask you now is you're, you're a veteran of the sport. How long are you going to do this? Or because of getting to know you over the years, you've been competitive since you've been a child. Can you ever not be competitive in your life? No, 
Like, I feel like I need, I need some sort of challenge. I need some sort of sport that I'm playing. Um, like I've never not played two sports in a season. I was going to retire this year from hockey and then I'm back playing hockey again. <laughs> um, so that'll take That was up. my next question. But like, I just like, like for me, I love fitness. I love working out when, when I'm not working out, I'm lazy, but, um, I love working out and, and working towards goals. I love competing. I love competing. Like I love competitions. I like meeting people. I like pushing myself to see just how, how much I can do in different stuff. Um, like if I'm not, if I'm not qualifying for the games individually, I'm still doing CrossFit. Like that's the best way to stay in shape. That's the best way to be active. Um, but if I'm not doing as many like competitions, I would, I would probably be playing more sports. Like I love sports. I want to be using my fitness outside of the gym. Um, like whether it's soccer, hockey, going to play like tennis, like anything like basketball. Although I won't play basketball against Alexis because she smokes me, but um, <laughs> yeah, I just like playing sports. Like I think that like we're fit for, to use it. So just trying to maybe get outdoors, biking or whatever it is, um, is important. I think a lot of people forget to be athletes. I mean, yes, they're CrossFit athletes, but I'm saying like athleticism, like in like sports stuff. They forget that last line of play other sports yep. in the fitness in a hundred words. Yeah. The regular um, learn and play new sports. So would you ever be interested in team or, um, or master's division yeah. or are you just going to ride the open division? No, I'd be in like, yeah, I would, I would still do that. Like masters and, and teams. I think that there's no division that's easy to qualify for. Every one of those masters are good. Every one of those teams, you know, are working hard to, to qualify there. Like it's uh, the thing with team is you need, is you need to have four people committed um, and their schedules work and uh, you're dealing with a lot more pieces to the puzzle because there can be injuries and uh, you're having to make sure that everyone is going by the rules um, and watching their supplements. And, you know, you're, you're responsible. Like when you're competing by yourself, you're responsible for what you're putting in your body, your injuries, everything. Like it's, it's you that's competing out there when you're competing on a team, you know, you're taking in everyone's schedules and every, you know, your win or lose together. So there, I think there's a lot, um, a lot of stuff with that. Like you just want to make sure that you got four healthy individuals that understand what the goal is and to do it the right way. So um, there's definitely some teams that I've been trying to recruit so it's in the works. It's in the works already. Um, but yeah, I'm, awesome. doing, I, I'm doing my homework to make sure that I'm picking um, the right people because there's some, there's some wrong people also in the sport. So I'll just leave it at that. Well, and, and I don't want to dive into that. That's no. not the kind of show no. we are. Um, but I do, I do get the fact that we saw a lot of teams test positive this year, a lot, like, like a lot. And I had friends on some of those teams and it was devastating because they put yes. in all this work and got all that way only to have that ripped away from them. Yeah. And there's not much you can do. Like as an individual, like you could, you can talk to people, you can assume that everyone's going the right way. And I mean, sometimes there is some contamination and you, you see that um, sometimes, right. Very rarely, but it does happen. Um, and uh, yeah, you feel helpless for, for them, right? Like there's nothing that they could done like too much different. Um, and you definitely feel bad. Um, it's not obviously what, what they stand for. Like I have, I have a friend that, that I saw that happen to, and uh, my heart was definitely for her. And I know she's been working super hard to try to make the games for the first time. So yeah, it's hard to see that happen to someone. Um yeah, I mean, so that that's that's some of the things like you, you just can't plan for at the games. And then, you know, again, like even just injuries too, right? Like you look at some of the teams, like you can train all year and all of a sudden you have an injury on your team and you're not the same team or you can't even compete or a lot of things can happen when you compete team. But, you you know, that's the commitment you make from the get-go and that's that's what happens. Like happens in team sports all the time. Like you, 
you just want to make sure that you're on the same page and that's it. Like it live or die. And I'm fine. And I'm fine with that. Like I'm fine going team. I just want to make sure when I'm going team, it's because I feel as though I'm going down individually. Right. And then I feel as though maybe like there's a different opportunity to do even better on a team than I would by myself. Um, And I do feel like I have a good team that I'm thinking of um, soon. We'll see though. Don't you think that there could be a better use of the two alternatives um, on the team? Because in a team sport like hockey, if someone does something wrong, the other 14 shouldn't pay for it. You just bring someone up onto the bench to then compete forward. It's just hard because it's like, where do you draw the line? All of a sudden it's hard. Like you just yeah. gotta, there, there's, I don't know. Mm. To me, to me, well, if, in- to me, if, if someone got an advantage at some point, like it's as, as, as hard as it is for the other members, it is, it's just part of it. Like it's, you move on to the next year for the for the rest of them. Like it sucks, but it makes it more fair for the other teams that are competing. What about injury? Same thing. Like you can't control injuries, but at the same time, like some people would use that as a cheating way. You get a max lift, you get <laughs> you know, event number one's a max clean and jerk. Oh, someone hurts their elbow after they maxed out their top person and then they put the like it's hard like how do you it's you'd get people switching in and out of competitions and then i mean <coughs> and maybe 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 you do that at some point and it's a team and you get to pick the events are in and pick the best that you want and that if it, if that's the rule then that would be really cool yeah because right? like, you could have more you get, you, get, you get to do two subs or one sub you know uh a comp once you make the sub you can't switch back i don't know something it would be kind of cool to see that you would need yeah. good de- you you could have good depth on your team or have a specialist in something and could really mess up some of the leaderboard um but yeah, that i actually kind of like that now that, that would be that. cool but that would be cool um to actually as long do- as everybody had the same opportunity if everyone has the same opportunity yes yeah i think i would go with that yeah so you said hockey, you're good. You, Cause every time we talk to you, I think you've just retired. Um, and then, and then we talk to you the next time and you're back. Is it, is it the sport you just can't give up? Because well, and I know, play, I've been playing I know hockey that it's bigger I than playing hockey. You you're trying to build something for the future of the sport. Is that it? Or is it more than that? Um, I mean, I love the sport. I love playing games. Uh, practicing late at night is not fun, if I'm being honest. Uh, it's during my bedtime, so that's hard. Um, like practicing from like eight fifteen to nine forty five after I've worked all day. I've trained CrossFit like at school at lunch or during my lesson prep time and after school. Like you, I get home, I do my dinner and stuff. I'm lesson planning. It's like, oh, I gotta drive to the rink like that that part's not fun but then once I'm on the ice I just I just have fun like I'm with my friends Uh, I get to see a different group of of um, people that I don't see in the CrossFit world and um, I just feel like we're continuing this for uh, for the future of the sport and uh, yeah I mean we're looking to do a lot more showcases this year I think they're looking at around like 10 showcases throughout the year once like every couple weeks and they'll be going like all over North America. There's going to be a few in the States, at least a handful in the States, pretty close to a handful in Canada. Um, I get to play with a bunch of Olympians (laughs) every day. Um, Pretty cool. Uh, Yeah. You just push yourself. Like, yeah, I just like playing sports to be honest. If I I wasn't playing hockey, I'd probably play soccer in the summer or something. Um, But yeah, it's, it's a lot, but what during like like during hockey season right now, so like the actual season starts mid October. I'll just and that's the off season technically for hockey. Like the Rogue Invitational, like I'm right now I'm training. Rogue is my priority. Once Rogue is done, 
then it's kind of a little bit more of my off season. I can focus a little bit more on hockey during like the winter months or some of the fall months slash winter. And during like when I'm gone for hockey, like on weekends, I probably won't do as much CrossFit. There's some days, like if we play late at night, I'll probably do a morning workout, I'll try to find something like either at the hotel or I'll find a local CrossFit gym and just drop in. Um, and then hockey is done like in March, right? So what, that's kind of a good timing. Like that's when the real CrossFit season starts. So I'm able to do both of them um, at the highest level because hockey, I mean, even though you're playing hockey, you're still doing a lot of conditioning. You're doing, you know, a lot of anaerobic work. Um, so on the days that I have like hockey practices or like a hockey game, if I have some of my conditioning, I might not do some of my like bike or intervals because I'm going to be skating and doing some leg power work anyways. Um, so there's just some stuff I'll tweak around a little bit, uh, and then just listen to my body. <laughs> Cause if I need like a, a rest, then I will. So hindsight 2020 looking back at your career, if you would, do you think if you just crossfitted, you would be a, would have been a more successful athlete or mentally, do you need that other sport just to stay sane? I think I'm a better CrossFitter because I play sports. Okay. Like, and, but also like if I, if I were to do CrossFit full time, I don't think I would do much more than what I do right now in terms of like volume and stuff like that. Like I do like high volume right now. Like I wouldn't do much more. I would just like waste time. Like now, like I, when I'm at school, like as soon as lunch hits, like I'm like speed walking to the gym trying to, well, like on Monday and Thursdays are like my rest day. So then I coach CrossFit classes at lunchtime. I, like I'll coach grade seven and eight classes. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday at lunchtime, I'm working out, but the grade nine and 12s are also working out in there. So like, I'll kind of like be looking at what they're doing, making sure that they're moving well while doing like some of my conditioning. And then my lunchtime goes like there's an hour for lunch. And then sometimes I might have like a 10 minute guard duty, like in the gym. So then I go do that. And then I come back to the weight room, try to finish up what I have to do. And then I have my lesson prep time. So like I teach, so there's always like four blocks for high school. So our high school is grade seven to 12. That's how French high schools work. And you teach three of them and then you get a lesson prep time. And for me, I would rather lesson prep at night and separate my training sessions into two. So I'll do lunch into my lesson prep time at school. I'll do session one where I'll get my conditioning in and my lifts. And then after school, I'll get the rest of it done, which is like accessory and um, like my Metcon stuff. And then lesson prep in the middle of that with dinner and corrections and stuff. And then if I have hockey at night, that's later. And then if not, then it's bedtime. Yeah. I, I sometimes forget that you are Wonder Woman and that you can do all this in a day. Um, like in, in the summer so, when I'm off, like let's say when I'm off in the summer, like if I wanted to, like I would just do the same volume, but I would just go home or I would actually warm up, which I don't do much <laughs> of a warm up now. But I don't do as much of a warm up because I don't have time to do a, an hour long warm up, an hour and a half of just like some people that do this full time are at the gym doing way more mobility and warm ups And like, I can't do that. Like, I, I, you know, and like, so it just, I feel like I'm more on my schedule. Like when I don't have stuff like on the weekends, I find that I waste a lot of time. So I'm like, Oh, I have nothing going on this weekend. So my workout all of a sudden drags on way longer because I have no responsibilities and I don't have to, you know, do anything else. So I think if I were to do CrossFit full time, like I don't know that I would be much better than I would. Would you have, I, would you have more shoulder mobility? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I would get more treatment. I would probably just try to do more like treatment, like work with someone to try to yank me back, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. 
But so I also like, I, I also love teaching. Like I, I, I like, I need something to stimulate like my brain in a different way. Like I get physically exhausted from working out and my sports and then mentally exhausted from working with kids all day. So like, sometimes I just need to like, it's so like when I get like mentally exhausted, like the physical is just kind of like, it's just different. Sometimes I just need a little bit of a break and then like a little nap. It's like a 20 minute little power nap. And then here comes all the like workout in the evening. But yeah. So Kat, Kat says hi. She had to miss this one. She was coaching. Um, what hurts your body more? What takes more time to recover? A physical hockey game or a CrossFit competition? CrossFit competition. I mean, it wow. depends like a physical hockey game. If I'm blocking a shot and all of a sudden, like I'm getting bruised up, like, and let's say like in the foot or like that just hurts. But like in terms of uh, how sore I get, like at a uh, CrossFit competition, it doesn't even compare like CrossFit competition. My body just gets a beat down because you're just going to, to the max, like throughout the whole weekend. And it doesn't even matter how many events it is. Like I just get super sore, like at CrossFit comps in general. And hockey, I don't really get sore. Like I'm okay. playing. Like when I got back on the ice, like last week I skated four times. And like my hip flexors were sore because I hadn't skated in a very long time. And I was just getting back on the ice. But now, now that like I feel like I'm back in the groove of things, I won't get sore again. And like I'll feel leg burn during some of my like practices but it's nothing like I don't feel it when I CrossFit and I recover pretty fast from like drills from drill to drill. So like CrossFit's like really helped for hockey to keep my conditioning. Like that's one of the reasons I can continue to play with the Olympians because of my conditioning and like speed. Cause if I did it, if I wasn't in top shape, if I didn't have like my speed and power on the ice, I wouldn't be playing with them. I wouldn't be good enough, but like, CrossFit, like, so they kind of both help each other. Like, cause like I'm getting older also for hockey. Like I'm getting older in both of my sports, <laughs> but like, yeah, that's, both... that's how it works. Carolyn. No, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> my parents are <laughs> like, are you um, ever going to stop? <laughs> <laughs> and you say no. I'm like, I'll find something. Um, so what that, that surprises me a little in some ways, because if CrossFit has one drawback, it is very linear. Like very it linear. is that, that it is yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all sagittal plane. There's right. There's no, I mean, to me, athleticism is change of direction. It's agility. It's so like, I love the sprint event at the games. The one year where we had the zigzag into the sprint. Cause I could tell right away who had never played sports. I was like, Oh, you've never turned a cone before. Cause like they were turning like not the right way. Yeah. That's, that's one thing with it's very linear up and down. Yeah. If I go play a basketball game or a flag football game, I am way more sore because my fitness right now is very straight ahead. And if I cut a lot, then my hips and my glutes are just on fire. Um, so that's why I asked that question, but you, you probably skate a lot when you're playing hockey. Yeah. Like I should, I, sh I guess I should be more sore maybe in like my groin or like it band stuff like that. But I don't, I don't know. I feel like I, I didn't feel like I, like, and I came off months of not playing and like everyone else, like all the Olympians had been playing and like, I came back and I wasn't really sore or anything. But I think because I do a lot in my accessory work, like um, like Lexel program, some accessory work, like some lateral stuff naturally, because we both come from sports backgrounds. So I think that, and and even with my students, the way that I teach my students, like, like when I'm coaching classes at lunch or whatever, like I do a lot of lateral work with them. Um, I just think it's super important because it's, yeah, we definitely get, imbalanced in CrossFit from that linear work. Yeah. I, when I first started CrossFit, we, one of our warmups was to play Hoover ball. Yep. And, and that is, that was awesome because it is a lot of lateral movement in that. 
Um, and I miss that. I miss, I love playing games. I'm, I guess I'm with you. Yeah. I, I was a four season sport athlete in high school and um, I miss that sometimes. But, it's just fun to compete in different little games. Like I just think, yeah, I do feel much old. You know what? The last two years I've like, I've never had like any knock on wood, like injuries and stuff in CrossFit, but like, I can just feel like I, I can't just jump into pistols anymore. I can't just jump into a ring muscle up anymore. Like I need to properly warm up my shoulder, properly warm up like knees, ankles. I mean, pistols, I'm probably not as bad as ring muscle ups to jump into, but just you just feel a little bit older every year, um, and I didn't think I was going to feel that way, but I I do still I do feel a little bit older on the body. But I like I take yeah. two like I mostly take two full rest days a week, and like okay. not a lot of games athletes do two full rest days. Like my Monday and Thursdays for all last year were all all off. The only thing I did was after Atlas Games I added swimming. I didn't swim before that because I was like, I don't need to until I need to basically. Cause it's like, for me, it was, you're going to finish last in a swim or at best like 30th. And I would rather do a rest day if I'm being on, like, I would just rather take the rest day than one yeah. of them. Um, it's just, I do better with, with that. Uh, my big volume days are like the Fridays and the Tuesday, like after the rest days and, I've just preferred that. It's just hard. Like some people grew, grew up swimming like their whole life. Like I'm not going to beat a D1 swimmer. It doesn't matter how much I practice. I'm not going to beat someone that grew up swimming for their entire life. Um, so it's just making sure I can survive the swimming event. And like, I was proud of my swim event this year. Like I fin like I, I finished the workout. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I didn't grow good. up swimming. Like I literally did not grow up swimming at all. I knew like how to swim with my head above water. I knew how to plug my nose when I would jump in water. And like, I played, like I didn't do the swimming sport. Um, so I've come a long way in the last few years, but like, I'm a, like I'm proficient now in the water, but I'm not ready to compete against like Amanda Barnhart, Tia, Lucy Campbell, who came out this year was great swimmer. Like there's some just really fast swimmers. Um, so just yeah. trying to, so, yeah, to me, the rest day was more important. Makes total sense. Well, Carolyn, I want to, I know that you are a busy person, so I want to respect your time. We have went over our cap, uh, but we always love having you on. I'm sure we'll have you on more this off season. Um, we are going to do some live shows during rogue. Yeah. So I know that you get some big breaks. We may reach out to you uh, to get a little firsthand account of what's going on down there in Austin. Yeah, for sure. Just uh, message me on Instagram and we'll, we'll hop on. Awesome. Well, have a great night. Thank you. Good luck in your journey too. Keep going. I look forward I to uh, watching the recaps. All right. Thanks, Carolyn. See you, Scott. Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you liked what you hear, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.